the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, I'm certainly going to try to make the case for the city that I love, which is this city. But sadly for you, I am not the uh, the attorney, the brilliant attorney, uh, Arthur Idala. It's Kevin McCullough back for a second night, a second crack at the apple, if they uh, would uh, so indulge me. Uh, and you're going to get me for two hours tonight because I will stick around for my normal show, Radio Night Live, where we will talk about the monkeypox uh, outbreak with Dr. Mark Siegel. And no one on my show will claim that it comes from men having sex with monkeys. I'm just going to make that guarantee to you up front. That will not happen on my show coming up next hour. But we have, I think right now there are radios turning off of that 77 station and that and that uh, that other, that uh, W.O. or whatever over there. I think they're all coming here because we've got the best guests in the next uh, 45 minutes that you can have on talk radio in New York City. And we're going to be talking about the things that matter to you more than anything else. Let me just tell you who's who's here. Commissioner Ray Kelly. Okay, one of one of my heroes. I love this man. He has served his country in so many different ways, but he has a burden for what's going on with our cops and if you have not been paying attention the last couple of days, shame on you. This city is under siege. And I don't know what it's going to take to convince people that we have to do something drastic and we have to do it now. The last several days you have seen on social media. Well, a couple of days ago, everybody was watching the the 16 year old in the subway. Just losing, I mean, just going crazy on this cop. And I'm shocked at how tall the 16 year old is. I mean, he look, he looks like a fully grown man. But he's able to to swing the cop around. The cop's partner is female. She's having a hard time holding off the female accomplice of the 16-year-old. And this guy ends up with the cop on the ground, pounding him in the face. By the way, while people are standing around taping it. What kind of cowards do we have living in the subways that are okay with people treating the police this way? If we want our city to be different, we have to step up and say that's not going to happen on my watch either. We can't just leave it for Mayor Adams. It can't just be left for uh, Governor uh, Hochul or Zeldin or whoever comes behind uh, them. This is a day-to-day thing, friends. We have to have some degree of meaningful passion about our city if we're going to keep it safe. And I don't know 
how a whole gaggle of people in the subway just stand there and watch as a 16-year-old pummels this cop. And the cop's not a small guy. And he's out the next day. But that was, that was a couple of days ago. Today, and this is, this is not going to be instructive audio, it's just audio from what happened in the Bronx at 2.30 this morning. But I will tell you, I'll, I'll narrate for you what's happening here. There are two cops, two male police officers, and they're trying to arrest a guy in the Bronx on the streets. I see a subway stop sign, I can't tell you, with the Burke Station, Burke Avenue Station. That's in the Bronx. Is that in the Bronx, Sambolino? Yes, it is. Okay, so it's at the Burke Station. It looks like the two and the five trains come into there. And this is above ground on the street corner there. And again, hordes of people. You hear them talking there. The difference is these people are actually on the side of the person that's being arrested. He had a gun. The cops found it. They're trying to put him in the car. And according to this new diaphragm law, you can't arrest a a person in any way that infringes upon or restricts their diaphragm. I can't do a yoga class without restricting my diaphragm. I don't know how we're supposed to arrest people and not have that happen. I know it's all George Floyd stuff and, you know, we, we lost, as a country, we lost our mind over that, even though that bad apple cop is paying for that for the rest of his life. He's, in, he's got life in prison. But this, this, this bit of audio I just played for you, this is the 15th piece of audio that I've seen on social media from people abusing cops in New York City in the last 24 hours. 15. What are we going to do? Have we just completely yielded the security of our city to these thugs and ne'er-do-wells that have the audacity to go after the hardest working law enforcement community on planet Earth? There is no com- the police community that does it better than the NYPD. They, they leave every morning. They kiss their wives and families goodbye, and they say, I hope I'll get to see you tonight at dinner, sweetie. I love you. But this is the, this is the insane nature of the world we live in right now. And Kathy Hochul doesn't care. She sits in Albany and twiddles her thumbs. Oh, if the, if the uh, Supreme Court says that New Yorkers can defend themselves via the Second Amendment, that it's actually in the Second Amendment, if, they, if the Supreme Court says that, she'll go on a rampage about that for three weeks. If the Supreme Court says, let the issue of abortion go back to the states, and here in New York, it doesn't even change anything. Nothing changes here. Abortion's still legal here. Never even, nothing happened here. She'll go on a rampage about that endlessly but mayor adams makes a phone call to albany and says i need some help mayor things are out of control i don't have time for it try to find help elsewhere you don't understand governor you have the power to fire alvin bragg you have the you have the power to do something about this sorry too busy and what's happening in the meantime our beat cops our officers the men in blue the men and women in blue the, the gumshoes that are on every street corner trying to do everything they can within their power to keep us safe. They're getting the literal snot beat out of them. This crowd of the audio I just played for you, they actually have at one point members of the, of the 
bystanders, civilians around them, come up and try to bite them on their arms and legs to get them to let go of the dude. What is that? If New York has a chance at surviving, this can't happen anymore. We have to put a stop to every single idea that these thugs have of attacking police officers. We have to be able to arrest people and send them to jail and not let them back out when they have assaulted or tried to kill or maim or bite our NYPD. Kev, you don't understand. The police, they got bad apples. Okay, you got bad apples sometimes. Every now and then you're going to have a bad apple. We have laws and laws and laws on top of laws. Just ask Arthur when he's back this next week. There's so many laws on the books that that say police officers have to abide by the same rules. And you know what? We prosecute them. They stand trial for wrongdoings if they do something wrong. But what we've done here, what we've done here, and it's unforgivable. We have swung to the other side so far that you have literal thugs that are, that are being arrested, that are getting into fist fights and pummeling these guys in the face. Now, there was, a, there was a, another talk show host on in the market today, and I didn't agree with his statement, but I understood his passion. It, it was a guy on another station, and he said, you know, I can't say, but if it was me and I was a cop and that 16-year-old was, was doing that, I, I, might, I might shoot him. That's not helpful. I don't, I don't, I don't, no, we're not going to give, you know, that kind of free range to, to the police officers. There's no need to. We don't have to go to that level. I think a taser might have been fine, actually, by the way, on the 16-year-old. I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. Whatever it takes to bring him under control and, and get him arrested. But here's the thing, friends. You and I being mad about it, it's not enough. We are mad about it. We're not riding the subways anymore. There are, there are statements being made left and right. People are leaving New York City. And as long as they're allowed to pummel police officers in the face and just beat them to a pulp and ignore them and bite them while they're trying to arrest other people, friends, we've lost. And we will lose our city if this doesn't change. Tonight, I know someone who feels very strongly about this. Commissioner Ray Kelly is going to join me. We're going to break all this down. What can be done and how quickly can it be done? Plus, Monica Crowley and Frank Pilata later in the hour. Kevin McCullough in for Idala. Stay here.
Is your husband or wife in a hospital or a rehab center? Obviously, we hope not. But look, that could happen to anyone at any time. Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? You know that the cost of a nursing home is 500 bucks a day? That's right. It comes out to $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay for the medical and facility expenses? Don't panic. Just do what so many others have done over the course of 40 years. Call Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law. These guys really know their stuff. They've been doing it for a long time. They've helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like you with the same thing you're going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news. Call Connors & Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. It's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. You know their offices are in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. They're always there to help. The time to act is now. Don't wait. Call Connors & Sullivan today. 718-238-6500. You will be glad that you did. Today, it's Wellness Wednesday on Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Sponsored by Balance of Nature, the whole fruit and vegetable capsule delivering your maximum nutrition in every dose. 100% whole food nutrition with the taste, smell, and color of pure fruits and veggies. as nature intended just for you. Try them now and see for yourself. 35% off and free shipping. Call now, 800-2468-751 or balanceofnature.com. And don't miss Wellness Wednesday tonight at 7 p.m. on AM 970. The Answer. Buying a home requires a lending partner who can help you navigate through the mortgage process. A Citizens Bank loan officer can help answer all your questions and help you select the products you need in a clear and personal way. So the next time you have a question about home financing, call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. All right, uh, in honor of uh, Arthur Idala's incredible music catalog and the bumper uh, selections that uh, Mr. Sambolino picks for him all the time, uh, it's appropriate that the police are uh, are uh, being heard there on the comeback, and I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. And uh, Arthur is away for a few more days. He will be back, though, and I know he's going to have a lot of uh, a lot to say when he returns. Again, this was the scene last night in the Bronx. This is at Burke Avenue. What you're hearing in the background, it's not really descriptive, other than it's just a bunch of people crowded around a single perp in which two NYPD male officers are trying to arrest by not using the uh, the the diaphragm in any way uh, to you know be consistent with the law and to try to get him and in one part of the video i kid you not the people that are there friends of the perp are standing around they they start trying to bite the officers on the arm and all kinds of ridiculous stuff 
And this follows on the heels of the 16-year-old in the subway from the weekend and what we saw in that video that went viral as well. Joining me now is uh, Commissioner Ray Kelly, former commissioner of the NYPD, one of the men I have deep respect for. And uh, sometimes I've even had the honor of getting to sit, sit next to him at a birthday party for the Cats and Matitas's or other occasions. And, Commissioner, I'm always grateful not only for your service uh, to the city, but for the fact that you're still willing to speak up and to tell the truth about what we need and what's going on. And I guess as these viral videos are, are going even more viral on social media, one of the things that's becoming very clear to me is that there's a lot of citizens that are standing around when some of these things are happening. And I feel like if the citizens themselves stepped up and said, uh, hey, this is unacceptable, uh, you know, and I, I don't know if getting involved in the actual altercation is good, but I mean, at some point, when do we as New Yorkers say enough is enough? Stop beating up on our police officers. They're doing their job. Commissioner, help me out here. Yeah, Kevin, uh, great to be with you. But <clears throat> I'm not certain uh, I see any light at the end of the tunnel, unfortunately. No, the public is not getting involved. What they're doing is breaking out their cell phones and taking a picture anytime there is any sort of, of uh, event with the police, looking for misconduct, looking for something that will go uh, viral. The police have never been as disrespected, and I don't think the job has ever been as difficult as it is now. Spitting at the police, cursing at them is sort of par for the course. And no wonder cops uh, in great numbers are leaving the NYPD and, by the way, other departments throughout the country. This is not just a New York City problem. It is a national problem. Yeah. Cops are leaving in droves. And, uh, you know, that means an awful lot of expertise is going out the door with them. Huge recruiting problems uh, lay ahead. So it is, it is very, very uh, disheartening when you look uh, down the road. Alvin Bragg, uh, you know, he, he, he is atrocious. I don't see him being removed. I don't think the governor certainly is going to do that. She doesn't have the political nerve uh, to do that. He, he is somebody who's taken this on his own to, you know, the, when he, the, the fight that we saw with the transit police officer and the 16-year-old. Uh, yeah. He put in his memo that there'd be no charges of resisting arrest written up in New York County, that there'd be no charges of fair evasion, neither of which were, were levied against his this individual. I mean, that, that, that's incredible. So it, he is going to continue to get away with uh, with this stuff. And my in my judgment, I certainly hope hope it changes. I hope we have a uh, you know a change in Albany. But uh, uh, I'm I'm disheartened by the whole thing. Commissioner, you, you I think you're speaking for all New Yorkers when you say that. And and I, I've, I've learned more about the dilemma over the last week. I've spoken with city council members. I did not realize that we are kind of at the bottom of the pay scale when it comes to what we're able to offer officers that are new to the department. I know that uh, the training is the best in the country. There's no PD that gets better training than, than the uh, NYPD. But it's, it's not surprising that if they get their training and they have a, a better job uh, in the burbs, um, upstate down the shore wherever and they can take that training and parlay it into a better salary that's certainly attractive but then when you add all of this everything you've just described everything that we have been watching on social media everything that the television news has been telling us 
I'm I'm amazed as many officers uh, are still at the job as there are. I mean, this is really asking for the impossible from them. You know, in my mind, there's nothing like being a New York City police officer. I'm proud of my over 40 years in in the department. And and money is not the answer. Hey, everybody wants more money. I, I understand that. But it is the lack of respect. It's the lack of support. Yep. That they get from the you know the political superstructure. You know that the city council has taken away qualified immunity as yep. a defense for a police officers who are sued. That means that they potentially lose their homes, uh, you know, put their their families in a, in a destitute situation, and yet we expect them to just jump in there and and, and you know be ready at a, at, a, at a moment's notice. Well. You know, cops in a way are kind of smartening up there. You know, they uh, they realize that, hey, here, here we see this young man who, uh, you know, assaulted the cop. He's out the same day. That's the most atrocious thing about the about that fight. You know, cops have been engaged in struggles like that for, for a long time. But that individual or somebody who did that would go away for, for a significant period of time. This person is out the same day. Incredible. <laughs> we we have we've heard from uh, candidate Zeldin that on day one, if he is elected governor, that he will fire Alvin Bragg, and I understand that that is within the the scope of the governor's powers to do so. But uh, Commissioner Kelly, you, you were in um, the you were at NYPD when the city came back the first time from really really difficult circumstances. How do you compare? that era with this, and would the same approach to solving the problem work? Well, you know, you have to tailor your approach to the circumstances, to the environment, but there are basic things that can be done now that are not being done that would make, in my judgment, a significant difference, certainly as far as street crime is concerned. You know, when you look at the statistics just released uh, two days ago, Robberies are up 40%. Grand larceny from the person is up 50%. These are the mugging crimes that uh, so many people are uh, concerned about. And by the right. way, they're happening throughout the city. They're happening in the wealthiest part, uh, parts of the city. So, you know, I, I propose, I sound like a broken record, but you have to put the anti-crime units back on the street in civilian clothes. The notion that they're out there in some sort of modified uniform is a joke. It, it, I used to do this work, uh, you know, a long time ago. But, you know, we use taxi cabs. We use different ways of surveilling people, or maybe staking out a location. You can't do that wearing some sort of modified uniform. Secondly, stop question and frisk. A yep. perfectly legitimate function supported by a Supreme Court case. Terry versus Ohio, codified in New York State as a criminal procedure uh, law. And it goes on in other cities. Here, it virtually has come to a, uh, to a halt. And I think in terms of the subways, you've got to get more cops in there. Yeah, we're, we're, the head count is going down. But even so, the future of New York depends on getting people back on those trains. And right now, people are not doing it, as you saying they're just not going to risk their well-being by getting on a, a, a subway train. They're, they're, they're taking Uber, they're driving in, 
you can feel it when you see the, the, some of the, the traffic jams here uh, in the morning. I mean, when the subways are, are down, only 59% of the people are riding on the trains that they did before the, the, the pandemic. And you yeah. see the traffic on the street. You know <laughs> that people are, you know, staying away to doing everything they can not to ride that, that, that subway. So those are three things that I think would make a difference. More cops on the subway, obviously, on the platforms, that is. Um, stop question and frisk, again, a very valuable tool that should be in every police officer's toolbox. And the deployment of plainclothes anti-crime officers. There were 600 of them before the last administration, de Blasio, foolishly uh, eliminated it for no reason. Yeah. No well, reason the reason the George Floyd. Yeah, the reason was yeah. very pandering. It was to try to to pretend to do something to say that the NYPD was going to improve its racial relationships. When, to, to my thinking, Commissioner, you guys solved a lot of the problems. I I feel like in the George Floyd thing, NYPD got blamed for a lot of other cities' problems. The in and, and and to be candid, you had solved a lot of them thirty years previously here, and we didn't really need to change protocols we had things that were working we're the most diverse city in america and we have you know we're not perfect but we we have ways of dealing with the things that are imperfect and you know we have a very safe sound place when the police uh, operate properly the 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 frustration here is that it's just it's spun so far out of control and it's not just impacting just the people that live here people don't want to come take their bucket list trips to new york anymore broadway's going to be down you're going to have Tourism uh, take real hits as long as this type of mentality continues here, uh, even if it's not even necessarily verified in all in, in all occasions. Commissioner Ray Kelly, I'm so grateful for your time tonight. Thank you for spending some time with us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good to be with you, Kevin. Thank you. Got it. There he goes, uh, former NYPD Commissioner Ray Kelly. Three very specific ways we could get the city back under control, and I agree with him. Coming right back, it's the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Kevin McCullough in for him. Stick around. I laid puzzle as I backtracked it earlier times. Nothing's equivalent to the New York state of mind. New York All of us at the AM 970 family know Susan. She's the one who's going to take care of you. If you're considering painting your home, you got to listen to me. You can't do it until you speak to Susan and get a consultation with her. Now more than ever, protect your greatest investment, your home. Rhino Shield, as you now know, is a ceramic coating that is sprayed onto your home and it looks just like paint, but it's 10 times thicker than paint. Rhino Shield guarantees your house will look as if it was freshly painted. You ready for this? For 25 years. It's a 25-year transferable warranty. 25 years. When was the last time anyone guaranteed anything for you for 25 years? Rhino Shield will increase the resale value of your home. You know why? Because it lowers your energy costs. It holds the hot air in during the wintertime, and it holds the cold air in during the summertime. And now Susan is offering no payment, no interest, financing for one year. 20% off for anyone who requests a free quote by August the 31st. Call 877-744-6608. 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com and set up an appointment. And make sure you tell Susan Arthur sent you. 
Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24/7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hard-working legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the Power Legal Firm. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, as I've already said, I, I wish I could be the preeminent trial attorney, but I'm not. It's just Kevin McCullough. I'm here an hour early. I'll be around for Radio Night Live uh, the uh, hour following as well. But glad to help Arthur Idala, who, by the way, before he had this 6 p.m. Uh, broadcast, was always willing to help fill in for one of my shows. And I'm so grateful uh, to have his uh, friendship and to know him. Uh, I think he's really one of the good guys <clears throat> and grateful that he's uh, around. Monica Crowley, I'm also grateful for her. She's the happy warrior, but she also was a part of the Trump administration. She served in the uh, Treasury Department under Secretary Mnuchin, and she uh, has a lot of thoughts about what we are facing right now. Monica Crowley rejoins me. Hello, Monica. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so nice to talk to you. I appreciate that. And I know that you know Arthur pretty well, too, because back when we were all doing the Fox News thing back in the day, that's where we all originally met anyway. Yes, exactly. I know Arthur is quite the character. I adore him. Yeah, I think everybody does. I think that's part of the charm. I think it's how he wins half his cases, too. They just, you know, the juries just can't vote against him. He's just he's just too lovable. Hey, let's talk seriously for a second. And when I say seriously, I don't mean uh, Kamala Harris style. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. All right. Uh, I was glad that she told us she was sitting at a table that we could all see in the video and that she had a blue suit on. But, Monica, when I see her as the number two person in the uh, chain of command of the United States and I see the, the guy that's her boss uh, and they don't acknowledge that we are even in a recession – as the former uh, spokesperson for the Treasury Department, I mean, they, they've tried to this week redefine the word recession so that it's not interpreted the same way that it has always been interpreted. Republican administrations, Democrat administrations in years gone by, they've always interpreted it the same way. Your reaction to this uh, believe what we tell you, don't believe your lying eyes kind of approach. 
Yeah, well, you know, I covered this extensively today on my podcast, the Monica Crowley podcast, which I hope everybody is listening to. And if you're not, you should be. Right, Kevin? <laughs> I absolutely agree with that. And I was going to give a big plug. It's in all the, the uh, podcast <laughs> aggregators, Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Go find it. Monica Crowley. She's there. Well, thank you. And I did cover this a lot today. Um, look, you mentioned their their reaching for a different kind of definition for recession. And what we have seen is this kind of pattern of trying to manipulate the language over and over again. So like any good Orwellian dictator, they are trying to do this with recession. So when you can't win on policy, when you can't deliver for the people you say you represent, you try to change the definition of things. So they're trying to change the definition of recession like they tried to change the definition of vaccine or woman or mostly peaceful or the border is secure. They're always manipulating the language in, in order to try to suit their failures. So they're trying to put the language around the, the disastrous results of the Biden administration. The point is here that the economic situation in the United States is so bad and it's directly affecting everybody between a weakening economy, skyrocketing inflation, sky high gas prices, a supply chain crisis, a labor crunch. Kevin, the list goes on and on, and it directly affects everybody. So this isn't some obscure scandal that they can bury in a bunch of, of facts that nobody can really get a handle on or care. They can't square that circle. So their, their only option really is to try to change the language, but it's not going to fool anybody yeah. because everybody is paying through the nose for even the most basic life necessities. So they're spinning, Kevin, and then there's outright lying. And I think most of the American people see this uh, Orwellian attempt to spin the language for what it is, which is a blatant lie. Well, and here's the thing. You said no matter how small uh, the, the, the items, you're exactly right. I mean, there's there's a big story today out. Uh, I forget which newspaper it's in. I think it's in the Post, uh, talking about how bodegas have had to take the bacon, egg, and cheese, which is, you know, here in New York, it is it is it is the breakfast of champions. You grab one of those at a corner bodega, and you, you, you have it finished by the time you get to the office, walking down the street, and uh, you love it. But it was $2.50 two years ago. And it's four dollars and fifty cents now, and it's attributable entirely to the cost of the eggs, the bacon, the cheese, everything that the bodega owner has to pull in there to make that sandwich. And if that is a low cost option for people, and it's nearly a hundred percent increase, how, how are they affording the, the the much bigger items? You know that they yeah. need to live their lives with. Yeah, exactly. And the other day, I tweeted that I picked up a menu for a local restaurant on Long Island. A relatively new restaurant. I wanted to see what they had on offer. So I grabbed the menu and I got it home and it was around lunchtime and I'm looking at it. I was getting a little hungry and thinking maybe I should go back and get something from this place. And I saw a BLT on the menu and I said, Oh, that sounds good. I haven't had a BLT in a while. And then I looked at the price, Kevin, and it was $29 what? for a BLT. And I, I'm not talking about a menu from Danielle, like a high end right, right, right. in Manhattan. I'm talking, I mean, it's a nice place, but it's not an over the top kind of glamorous, kind of super expensive place. 29 bucks for the BLT. I did not order it. I, I'll be damned if I'm going to pay 30 bucks for a sandwich like that. Yeah. But this, this is what we mean about basic life necessities, where now you have to choose between lunch or bankruptcy. 
that that's where we are in, in Biden's America. So this kind of thing directly affects everyone. And from a political standpoint, we know the economic pain, but from a political vantage point, Kevin, th- this is absolutely devastating for the Democrats. Number one, because they're in complete control in Washington. Right. So it's all happening on their watch. Yep. Yes. But the other point is that Democrats always talk a good line about being champions of the middle class, the working class and the poor. Well, actually, they're not because those are the groups that are suffering the most under skyrocketing inflation. Why? Because they're least able to withstand soaring prices. So the Democrats can talk all day long about caring for these folks, but they really don't, because if they did, they would not be inflicting this kind of painful inflation on them and and on the rest of us. Well, what's interesting, and I I think that uh, you're kind of seeing a perfect storm here, is not only is the economic news bad on every front, but the stories that we started with, and I don't know if you heard my conversation with Commissioner Kelly, but when you're you're dealing with an influx of crime, when you're dealing with an influx of -of out-of-control violence on the streets, when you're dealing with uh, the inability to have enough public resources to help people that uh, are that are Americans that are truly down on their luck, and then all of a sudden you've got you know hundreds of thousands of more people just teeming in your city, like Mayor Adams has had to uh, admit over the last few days. Um, and you know, to his credit, I don't think he's blaming the right people. I think this is the president's problem. But he's he's at least saying it is legitimately a problem, which some mayors in other cities aren't even admitting yet. Uh, you add that with the with the recession, with the violence, with the uptick in crime, with the disrespect for law enforcement, you're creating a world in all of this that lacks not only common sense but any desire for people to live in it. How, wh- why do I have to pay these kinds of prices and be at this kind of risk? I mean, one of the viral videos I've seen 15 in the last 24 hours. One of them was an off-duty officer pulling up to his apartment at 12:30 in the morning. He was unloading some stuff from his the trunk of his car, and a guy comes up in a mask and robs him of his of his police revolver and his ID and his credit cards and his wallet. And this is this is this is an NYPD officer that's getting robbed at 12:30 in the morning. He's not in uniform. He's just a regular citizen to the naked eye, but he was. And where do we go? How do we begin to even pull this back and say there's there's some sign of hope? Yeah, you know, all of the things that we're talking about here, Kevin, are are quality of life issues, whether it's the soaring crime and cities in collapse where you can't even walk down the street and you don't even have to be in a major city to be feeling the the rising crime. It's now everywhere, but certainly in our cities Um, and the rising inflation where you can't afford your lunch. Uh, without having to take out, you know, a second mortgage or something to get that BLT. These are all quality of life issues that really irritate the American people. You know, the American people will put up with a lot until they don't. So you can push them and push them with higher prices, uh, higher gas prices, a rising crime, and they'll eat a lot until the moment that they don't. And I think we're already there. I think we're at a tipping point because I think most of the American people understand that this is all intentional, that this isn't just incompetence. This isn't just a series of mistakes on the part of this administration, that all of this is by design. And you know why most of the American people see that? Because there's been no course correction. This administration has not changed their policies one bit. Even Jimmy Carter, at the end of his only term, began to see the light and he started to deregulate. Yeah, Carter did. Certainly Clinton did as well. 
and and they Absolutely. they they said there's some triangulation we've got to do here. Monica, we're out of time. I sure am glad you sat down with me tonight. Thank you for being here. Always a pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. And make sure you check out her podcast, the Monica Crowley Podcast. It's full of common sense, and it's everywhere podcasts are at. Spotify, Amazon, Apple, you get it anywhere you can get it. Coming right back, uh, Kevin McCullough in for Arthur Idala. Don't go away. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, Kevin McCullough. So glad you're with us. Join us tonight at 7. Dr. Mark Siegel and Dr. Pretty Jane will discuss things like sun protection from skin cancer and whether or not the president should come out of his COVID restrictions or not. That's all tonight, 7 o'clock. See you then. Tune in to the Papa Report with John Papa. We have a, a saying on our whiteboard, educate and empower people so that they can make better decisions with their hard-earned money. And we live by that strategy. Securing your financial future. What is the purpose of your retirement plan? We want to find out, is it to go travel? Is it to go see the grandkids? Tune in to the Papa Report, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Right here on AM 970, The Answer. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is 100% drug-free and liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Reggie from Florida. And this is Reggie's story. I have a lot of pain from aging. And after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Incredible words. Find out for yourself. You should be the next success story. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and thousands of your fellow Americans. What have you got to lose except the pain you deserve to know? Don't wait any longer. You should be the next success story. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. Kevin McCullough is next on AM970 The Answer.
guessing, San Bellino, it's uh, the boss because we're talking New Jersey. Is that yes, it? Sir. I've, I'm pretty good at this. I've pretty much figured out the whole secret to the uh, Idala music catalog. Right, don't tell everyone, okay? It's just it's just the genius of Matt Sambolino, who who by the way is one of the best DJs in the entire area. So if you got a wedding and you need, you know, you need a dude that knows how to do it, I'm telling you, Matt Sambolino's your guy. Um, yeah, so we we're scheduled to speak with uh, in our little candidate spotlight. We had one last night uh, for city council uh, district uh, 43 which is a redrawn district, I believe, if I understood the discussion with uh, Mr. Ragusa last night. Um, but we were going to talk to um, someone running for Congress uh, out of the Congressional District of New Jersey 5. Uh, New Jersey 5 is northern New Jersey. It's, it's uh, Bergen County and uh, touches on a couple of other counties, but it's kind of like the sixth borough uh, if, of New York City. I mean, everybody that lives... In, in, in that district basically works in and around Manhattan and, and uh, is in and out of the city like uh, you would be if you're on Staten Island or Queens or Brooklyn or, or the Bronx. Um, but uh, Mr. Frank Pallotta won the uh, New Jersey Republican primary there and is facing uh, Josh Gottheimer, who is, um, man, he's gotten himself into some trouble. He's in this uh, insider trading scandal. And I don't know if you, he's really a, hitched himself to um, the most extreme parts of Nancy Pelosi and the and the the entire, you know, build back better and, you know, uh, all the stuff. And I don't think it's it's really interesting when you look at the congressional districts in the area, because I think that uh, Congressional District five in New Jersey is not a raging blue liberal district. I think it's more of a kind of a, a soft purple. Um, and I think that it's going to be interesting if you have someone with real business expertise like Frank Pallotta, who's going to be able to say uh, to Josh Gottheimer in a debate, well, what's your solution to the economy? What, what, what are you doing to stop the inflation? Um, selling 20 million barrels of our strategic reserve to our enemies isn't, isn't going to cut it. That was, that was Joe Biden's announcement last night. He had a brand new, brand new order, order up. Ding, ding. <laughs> Bacon, egg, and cheese, and 20 barrels of crude, please, from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. No, 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 no. Let's not do that anymore. Let's go find our energy, which we have a, an amazing amount of. Um, but anyway, Frank is uh, squaring off against uh, Josh Gottheimer, and we had thought we were going to be able to talk to him here. It looks like he is not going to be able to join us, which is, um, it's you know, it's, people are busy. They get busy. Uh, we'll, we'll make it up some other time. All right, so I don't know if you saw this um, over the weekend. And I, I started to use this last night, and I decided against it. But <laughs> it's too good. I have to do this. There's, there's, there's a lot about um, Kamala Harris that people find interesting. Did I overstate that? I think I overstated that. There are a few people that find some aspects of Kamala Harris interesting. I think that's a more accurate statement. Um, I am one of them that finds her mildly interesting and it's not for all any kind of, you know, good reasons. Uh, I think that when she starts to, uh, freewheel in the spotlight, it is, uh, it, it, it almost becomes like a drinking game, like line up the shots. 
I want to see how many times she's going to say that word in the next 25 seconds because she will regularly do that kind of thing. And there are people that have uh, that have uh, diagnosed this and said this is a this is a mental thing or some speech therapists say, well, it's a it's a mechanism by which she's able to to um, manage what she's trying to communicate. And so it's like a verbal pause. So it's like the record that gets stuck on the same part of the song until it until somebody bumps it and then it goes on for the rest of the song. Uh, Sometimes I think somebody needs to just like give her a little shoulder tap, you know, boom. You know, get off, get off that one thing. But I do have a very, and this is not, this clip is not illustrative of what I just described. This, this clip speaks a completely different problem for Kamala Harris. Take a listen. Women are getting pregnant every day in America, and this is a real issue, and we need to act with a sense of haste about what is at play, what is at stake, and codifying Roe will be an important um, moment in terms of putting back in place protections for, for the folks who are at risk right now because of what the court did in Dobbs. All right, so, look, you can have a variety of views on Roe v. Wade and what the court did. As I said at the beginning of the show, the court didn't do anything that Kathy Hochul needed to spend three weeks of focus on, but she did anyway. Because here in New York, the Dobbs decision didn't change anything for New Yorkers. Now, if you're someone that believes in the sanctity of human life, as my faith informs me of, then I, I still have a strong desire to see all innocent babies protected into life. That's just, that's what I, that's my position. But it's not the position of the laws in New York, and I have to live according to the laws. And so for now, there's, there's nothing for people to be worried about. But it's not the substance, it's not the issue of what she's saying here about the Dobbs case that's interesting. To me, what's interesting is how she is terming the idea of pregnancy. It's like a disease that is going to take somebody's life. Listen again. Listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America. And this is a real issue, and we need to act with a sense of haste about what is at play, what is at stake, and codifying Roe will be an important um, moment in terms of putting back in place protections for, for the folks who are at risk right now because of what the court did in Dobbs. Just- so people are at risk. See how she's doing that? It, it, sounds, like a, um, it sounds like a disease of some sort. She's, she's catching... She's catching, uh, they're catching diseases that they need to be, you know, concerned about. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, they're, they're getting pregnant every day. Every day, they're getting pregnant. Women, of all people. Why women? I don't know. It's, it's some sort of curse that the universe put upon them. It's, it's, that, it's, it's some weird thing that God designed and said, oh, we're going we're gonna to get you women and we're going to make you get pregnant. It seems to me, and I, I Mr. Katsimatidis calls me an extremist right winger. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I merit that. I, I like the way Mrs. Idala refers to me. She says Kevin's a nice guy who uses common sense and winsomeness to to make his point. So that's that's what I'm trying to be here. But it seems to me that when a culture starts looking at pregnancy 
as a threat as opposed to a blessing, that that culture has a lot of problems. And the, the only thing that I'd like to add to just kind of highlight that is to say if you look at where our laws pre-Dobbs were at with abortion on demand in every state across the country up to the you know minute and beyond birth in some in some states that there were only like four or five other countries that fit that same kind of level of legal um, boundary China Iran North Korea three of the main ones now I'm sorry I don't come from a world where pregnancy is seen as a curse when when Pregnancies create a crisis in someone's life. In fact, I'm a big believer in those crisis pregnancy centers that Elizabeth Warren is trying to shut down in Massachusetts. She says that they torture women. I've never seen a woman tortured at a crisis pregnancy center, and I've done lots of pro bono media promotion and work for crisis pregnancy centers in about six different states. I've never seen one woman come to me to tell her their story of what it was like to go into that crisis pregnancy center and tell me anything other than the following. They cared about me. They gave me supplies and help and support in an hour of what I needed. And they made me understand that I wasn't alone in this moment of time. It, it's, it seems to me that the focus is wrong. That when we look at being pregnant as being a curse, we're really making a very significant statement about our own belief and also a culture that views it that way. And it's interesting that Kamala Harris and all of her all of her gaggle, Elizabeth Warren, AOC, all these people, they all view pregnancy that way. And you know what's interesting? Many of them have never had kids. Just some interesting stuff. Anyway, stick around. I've got another hour with you, but it says Radio Night Live. It'll be Wellness Night. Dr. Mark Siegel will be joining me in the next hour, as well as Dr. Pretty Jane. Thank you, Arthur, for letting me sit in for you. We'll see you when you're back. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 